Welcome to the week 13 transactional tidbits, where we give you a consumable perspective on ad drops and diagnostics for the week. This is our waiver wire show. To any new listeners, I'm Skyler. This is JWB20 returning listeners. Y'all are the absolute best. If you love fantasy football, please make sure that you join us on our route to 2,500 subscribers, which we hope to get to by the end of the season. Welcome. You're listening to JWB Fantasy Football. Thanks for listening. Now, as we go through players to potentially add today, please make sure that you go down into the comments and let us know who you have to drop to add these players. That's just as important as knowing who to add on the week. Now, let's get started with our must-add section, as we always do. We got three names for you here. First, I got Pat Fryermuth. Muth is back. A Titan one overall finish in Week 12 was very nice to see. This is coming into the first week without Canada, and that's extremely promising. Arizona, New England, and the next two may be a little bit tougher, but he's worst a fringe tight end one in those weeks for our rankings. And then the Colts and Bengals for the start of the fantasy playoffs feels like an ideal and rewarding spot for manners who have held or people who win this bid. Second player here is going to be Jaden Reed. Should Reed still be there in your league? First, subscribe to the channel and join us on our route to 2,500 subscribers on the year. Where Reed's been an ad in 12 straight videos now, and then second, guys, add the kid. He's playing great ball, nevertheless, as a rookie. Down the stretch, he could be big should he continue to improve upon what he's done thus far. Now, I'll double that take on Jaden Reed here for Rashi Rice, our third must-add. Hopefully, the 100-yard game this past week is the start of a stretch we most certainly should observe, with at least Rice as the end of the bench a stash there for us. Uh, go add Rashi Rice. Now, we have nine contextual ads here for you on the week, and we're going to start with Greg Dorch, a fun little man. I say little man that a lot of people are really excited about because he's a fun player. He snagged his secondary top 36 performance, but I'm not going to get too ahead of myself in this one. He's only an ad here if you need a wide receiver four or five start in D performance for this week only and even if you do that you need to keep focus on what's going on with michael wilson and if he is going to find his way into the lineup this week once he comes back i just don't love greg dorch's opportunity and then additionally arizona has a week 14 buys so you're going to be without him next week so if you're not playing greg dorch you don't need adam he's fun i'm just not going to be too into it but i can understand if you need a streamer this week why you would add him that's why he's not in our landmine section but let's move on Samaj P. Ryan is our second player. Now Sam has been involved enough to warrant an end of the bench ad for Manders making the playoffs. With Denver catching steam, he holds some contingency value. But other than that, I don't see a whole lot of value in the short term. Should you have any remaining bye weeks, P. Ryan's fine as an RB3 play in weeks 13 and 14, which are admittedly soft three matchups for running backs. Next, we got Jordan Love. Do balled out in the week. Uh, during Thanksgiving. He was fantastic. Now, there's a small chance he hits my week 13 lineups, uh, but that's only going to be if I'm desperate. Kansas City is a really tough go here. I can't lie, but he's going to be a fringe quarterback one option in weeks 14 to 15 with the Giants and the Bucks. That could be worth the ad for you guys. And his wide receiver there, Christian Watson. I know we already brought up Jaden Reed, but we're going to bring up Christian Watson as well. Uh, same story here for any Leagues where Watson hit waiver wires. I'll add him and consider the start as a boom bust wide receiver three in weeks 14 and 15 versus the aforementioned matchups with Jordan Love, the Giants, and the Bucks. So, it should be good opportunities here for Christian Watson should you need that spark plug in a final flex or wide receiver three spot. Next, Curtis Samuel. He's a fringe wide receiver three play here against the Dolphins this week. He's a fine streamer before his week 14 bye. The commanders love to feed him. He's seen over six targets in five of his last eight games play. Now, Derek Carr and Gardner Minshew, two names that I'm going to put out there as preferred options behind Jordan Love, who we do like, uh, but these guys should be pretty solid for you this week. Should you be in a tough streaming spot waiting out Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Josh Dobbs, or Justin Fields, I'm by this week. Brandon Cooks, I mean, Brandon Cooks keeps popping up. It's been a little hard to predict here, but 
He's a fine wide receiver four streamer. Should you need that boom bust in your lineup here? Dallas is playing great offensive ball, and they draw Seattle and Philly in the next two, which are really solid matchups on paper for opposing wide receivers. And the last name in our contextual ads here is going to be Khalil Herbert. Now, they're on bye, but I'm going to stash him as we see his progress and the progress of Deonta Foreman in the upcoming weeks, who has been injured as of late. We got eight landmines for you. A lot here. And the theme here is going to be tight ends. We're going to start with Gerald Everett. I'm not getting caught up with his four target touchdown game this week. Everett will pop up at times, but I can't imagine I play Everett this week versus New England. So I'm out on this ad. It's a waste of a roster spot unless you really need that streamer or weeks 14, 15 are appealing for you, where he's going to have two matchups that will get him into mid tight end two territory. It's going to be Denver and Las Vegas. Now, other tight ends here Tower, Haley, Juwan Johnson, Tucker Craft, and Kate On. All four of them. I just think the streamers the best, but they're not going to be top 15 options in most of my rankings. Maybe one of them slides in there, but I'm going to go elsewhere before I chase the recent points. If you do want to see exactly where they fall in our weekly rankings, you can go on the website, jwfantasyfootball.com. Check our weekly rankings. Make sure it is updated for week 13, and then we are going to push our updates throughout the week. So definitely keep checking back in. The most accurate ones you're going to find are within the last two hours before kickoff on Sundays. Another tight end I want nothing to do is going to be Chica Conco. Now, if you look down, you see rest of season projections in your in your league, you're probably going to see Chig Conco's name popping up because it's a really sweet upcoming schedule, but I'm just not trusting him when it matters here. He's been a huge disappointment this year. Being a smaller tight end, you really have to prove yourself as a receiver. And Chig's hands, they've been butter at times. There's just not as many explosive plays as we had hoped for in his second year. I'm out here. Now, Jalen Hyatt, another young player. It's aspiring for your dynasty teams with him having a 100-yard performance last week, but it was his first usable performance all season. And then the Vita-led Giants, are on by this week. You're going to have to stash him, wait a whole week, and then you're probably not going to play him when he comes back. I'm going to use my my last roster spot elsewhere, guys. Uh, and then the last name here is Royce Freeman. Despite some grading websites coming out and saying he's the best running back in the NFL so far this season, Royce Freeman is just not that guy. He's a handcuff at best, but he's not even a locked-in one, right? He got the touchdown this week, but I think they really just took the brakes off there with Kyron Williams. He was going to see 200 yards, double touchdowns. I mean, it was a fantastic performance of him in his return. It was a smash play against Arizona. We're not going to get that every single week, but I was really excited for Manders who got to put that spark plug back into their lineups. Now, you never know, um, as we mentioned, if Royce Freeman's going to even be that backup. Should Kyron Williams come down, Daryl Henderson Jr. could always come back up from that practice squad where he got put back down to again after Kyron Williams got cleared. Now, Cleveland and Baltimore are the opponents for the Rams in the next two weeks. Really not exciting for running backs. I'm good on this ad, but I saw him trending, so I want to include him here as one of our landmines. Moving on, our last section for the day, we have our diagnostics. Now, this is our injuries for the week. Now, I'm not a doctor here, so I'm not going to try to pretend I can give you the updating these players that we're going to need in the midweek to know if they're going to be good to go. They look like they're going to play, but they're not locked, so let's monitor throughout the week. Dallas Goddard with his forearm, Rashid Shahid with his thigh, Amari Cooper with the dribs, and Justin Jefferson with that pesky little hamstring. Now, other injuries that we can give you an update on, Dorian Thompson-Robinson with his concussion is going to be out next week. P.J. Walker will leave this team for at least week 13. And I guess that's a small improvement, at least from what we've seen for fantasy for some of these options, namely Amari Cooper, should he be good to go with the ribs. Uh, but that's about it here. It's still an uninspiring starter for the Browns, which is unfortunate because that defense is elite this year. It's crazy how fantastic that defense is. And I was been propping this team up to a team that might go into the playoffs and cause somebody trouble. Next part is going to be Aaron Rodgers, the big name here. This is Achilles. It's going to be out next week. Now, the fact that Aaron's even considering playing potentially by week 15, I'll stash him in super flex or two quarterback formats if somebody had cut him and not put him on their IR. Now, I still just don't see this one happen, especially if the Jets has a few more L's before there's even a possibility of a return, then I don't think he's really going to press it. 
Chris Olave, unfortunately, concussion is probably going to miss this week. It's just so quick to expect Chris Olave to pre protocols, especially with his history. It's not his first one even this season, and he had a couple last season. I'm starting to get really nervous that one more of these could really leave Chris Olave like a younger Brandon Cooks and how close he was to being one more concussion from being out of the league. I hate to see it. I want Chris Olave to go out there and play well. He's been playing fantastic. He's such a good player, and I wanted my lineups for the fantasy playoffs. Let's hope we get that. T. Higgins and his hamstrings could be a 50-50. Hamstrings are really pesky, given his incentives to not really press it with his upcoming contract talks. And for the Bengals not really being in a spot to push for the playoffs, my gut here says T is closer to taking off another week, maybe even two before he's suiting up. Plan to be without him pretty much for the rest of the season, though, in all effectiveness, as even if he returns, it's going to be a risky wide receiver three play. And for some of you guys, you might not even have the luxury to make that decision. He's in your lineups, and I'm really tempering my expectations. It's just been a, a year to forget here for T. Higgins. Next player is going to be Aaron Jones with his MCL sprain. He's probably out this week, although it's not confirmed. I'd plan to be without him for at least one more week, though. Uh, it would be a really quick turnaround. And even then, I would have to temper expectations with Kansas City being a tougher matchup. Noah Brown in his knee, 50-50 for next week as well. He may just end up a blip from this past midseason with things trending really poorly here since those two big games. He would be missing his third straight game, but should he even suit up? I'm not sure I can advise him. As a play higher than a wide receiver four, uh, that's probably the ceiling at C4 here in rankings. Tomorrow, Douglas, another concussion, 50-50 next week. We just have to see if he clears protocols. I can't advise anything past the 50-50 shot here. Honestly, is probably more leaning. He's out. That's what we've seen with concussions this season. But after a couple of recent players who went in after being in the midweek, it started with Brock Purdy really as the start of the trend. I'm not going to rule out that he plays for you guys. I'm not going to tell you to be without him, but I would plan uh, otherwise. The last player here for injuries is going to be Kenneth Walker and his oblique injury. It's a 50-50 for this week, also probably leaning out. So maybe I'll put that 51-49. Uh, it's been the longer side of the oblique injury return here for Walker, and he's a tough player to trust even if he goes versus Dallas this next week. It's a really tough matchup to come back on. As we mentioned with his injury, we saw Christian McCaffrey have one where he didn't miss any time. Surprisingly, came in to start, but then we saw Jalen Waddle into the offseason, have one similar to this timeline, the two to three weeks that we've gotten from Kenneth Walker. Uh, I'm just expecting to be without him this week. It's a short week. Disappointing. But that does it here for our transactional tippets, our wafer wire show. As I mentioned, we started getting into it. We are trying to get to 2,500 subscribers by the end of the season. So if you stick around this long, guys, please go down and subscribe. It helps us immensely. A couple things in the description I want to point out before we get out of here. The first thing is going to be our clips column. Now we have taken every single player. Yeah, every single player in the league we got to take on, whether it's Dynasty, in season, what we're thinking leading up to the season, go click on it. It's very self-explanatory. It's going to hyperlink you over to a recent take on the player. And if we don't have a recent take on the player that you want, jump in the Discord. It's absolutely free. Conversations going all the time. Tag me and let me know what players. And if we can fit them into an upcoming video and you tell me what format, we'll go and do that for you. Now, if you want my show sheet notes for this show, full Dynasty ranks, a bunch of bonus content. Uh, join our Patreon. It starts at less than a dollar a week, and you can probably be as much as you want. Uh, I think that's a fantastic way to get in. Should fantasy be your thing? Um, JDB Fantasy Football, we're just on every single platform. Now we're going to try to amp up next year the Instagram and the TikTok. I'll try to do a little better. I get some extra help on that one. Uh, early in the season, it just became really a time pinch. But go give us a follow on those platforms. Well, Spotify or wherever you go and listen to your podcast, Apple Podcast, should it be. We are going to push that next year as well. So if you can go help us get a review on our podcast there, preferably five stars. If you stuck around this long and you're still listening through the outro, 
first off, you're a legend, but go give us a shout there. And hopefully next year we can give a little bit more, more of a push on those platforms. Now at JDB underscore FF on Twitter, should that be your thing? Last thing I want to shout out here, guys, please go follow the full team. Everything they have going on is in the pin tweet. And there's some of the best follows on Twitter. I swear, as much as I don't really use Twitter, I'm always checking in on these guys. So definitely go see what they have going on. And for me, I'll catch you guys next week. 